Yo, 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 welcome back to the Walk and Talker podcast. I got a special guest here, Leo Sandoval. How you doing? Hey, what's up, brother? What's up? Thanks for having me, bro. No problem. Thank you for coming through. So, at, on every podcast, I ask this question, these two main questions. I need your honest answer to both these questions. Yeah. On a scale from one to ten, where's your mental and where's your physical? Yeah, good. Oof. Coming in hot right out the yep, gate. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so mental health, I would give myself uh, eight. I'll give myself a solid eight. Um, you know, I think to hit a ten, I mean, you got to be just yes. firing on all mm-hmm. cylinders, mm-hmm. moving in just absolute elite disciplines. Um, and same physically. I'd say physically, I'm probably more like from where I want to be, six and a half, seven. Um, you know, but... It's good to know where you're at. It's good oh, to know sure. uh, kind of where you started, where you're at, and where you want to go. So For sure, for sure. So tell us a little bit about yourself for those who may not know. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I can share my story here. Uh, you know, growing up, uh, I was born in Chicago. Um, you know, grew up through a lot of hardship. Um, you know, my dad wasn't in the picture. My mom uh, was... Uh, struggling with drugs and alcohol Mm -hmm. and just we experienced a lot of verbal abuse uh, physical abuse um, you know even even uh, sexual abuse from other members of the family and just you know when you're that young you don't really know what you're feeling you're kind of just stuck in your feelings and kind of just like trying to go through life and and figure things out but you don't really you know you're still young and trying to identify things Mm -hmm. and so from an early age, I, I, I started to, you know, try to fill those voids of, of, you know, feeling unloved or feeling unworthy or, or feeling lonely or Mm -hmm. any of those insecurities that a lot of us deal with, uh, early on, I started filling that with, you know, a lot of the wrong, you know, people, places and things. I I started getting in trouble, uh, from an early age. I think I, I caught my first felony at the age of like 12, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I had another one by the time I was 14. I was in and out of juvie, uh, too many times to count. Right. Um, just, you know, really struggling um, with my identity and struggling with, um, you know, just kind of uh, the way I saw myself and, and how I wanted to live my life. And, and so, um, you know, I, I kind of carried this, uh, you know, a tough guy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, drug dealing, fighting people, drinking, and and just kind of was uh, how I carried myself. Right. So, um, as I uh, became an adult, um, you know, things uh, you move to a new level. Uh, yeah, going going to jail, um, DWIs, um, you know, prison, prison fights. A lot of, yeah, a lot what of crazy. Age were you at the were you about the prison fights? Yeah, um, I was twenty one. I was 21. Yep. And, uh, you know, you never, you never, you don't plan to grow up and go to prison, right? Like when I was young, I wasn't like, when I grow up, I want to go to prison. Yeah, for real, for real. Like, so, you know, but here I found myself in these situations and and just kind of thinking the whole time, like, man, I'm, I'm so much better than this. Like, why, like, how am I here? Like how, you know, and then, and then bump ahead stepping into a cell with someone and shutting a door and fighting like dogs like you know i never would have imagined that that's the path my life was heading down and so um you know i remember getting out of prison i i uh i got a job i was doing some telemarketing and you know had a job i felt Mm -hmm. pretty good about myself but you know i wanted to celebrate and and for me you know everyone's everyone's different you know i don't i don't um you know, like my struggles might be different from, you know, the next person. Mm-hmm. And Everyone so, has struggles. Yeah. And so like I, um, you know, I, I wanted to, I thought, all right, I got a job. Let's, you know, let's celebrate. Let me, right. let me have a drink. And, you know, for me, uh, one drink turns into a few more. And next right. thing I know, I'm just, you know, the people I surrounded myself with and just the lifestyle that I was living, I, I really undermined any progress that I would give myself. And, right. and so next thing I know, I'm, I got a DWI while I was on parole. And uh, thank goodness my parole officer put me on house arrest and didn't send me back to the right, joint. Right. But 
Um, you know, just these are just different like moments of learning for me, you know, mm-hmm. and kind Time of steps. I think I think our our um, I think we we just, you know, we learn things through the hardships in life. Right. Our right. mess, our mess becomes our message. And so, you know, just as I look back at these different circumstances, I found myself in and different opportunities to learn about myself and you know but I always just kind of undermine myself with you know just who I surrounded myself with and the way I carry myself Mm -hmm. and and so um, my last instance um, I was busted for trafficking cocaine I was facing 144 months in prison uh, on my way back to prison Mm -hmm. and uh, by the grace of God the judge gave me an opportunity to um, prove myself one last time and you know, I've been to jail and prison and all these things so many times. And this really was like, all right, last time, dude. Like, And what was this? Yeah. And this was in 2012. Okay. Yeah. And what age were you then? At that time, I was 23. Okay. Yep, okay. I was 23. Still in Chicago? Nope. Nope. Uh, so we moved up here uh, at an early age. Uh, my mom wanted to get us out of the ghetto. And mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, you can move, but... If you don't deal with the things inside and deal with the issues inside mm-hmm. and, and face that pain, you know, your issues go with you no matter where you, you take go. a person from the hood, but you can't take the hood from the person. <laughs> that that's saying real. is very that's true. That's real. Bro. That's real. That's real. Yeah, I've For learned real. I've learned to mature as a person, but at the same time it's like, you know, you can't take that away. Yeah, it's just like, part yeah. of your nature. Yeah, so. For real. But yeah, like, so, um, you know, the judge, um, you know, he sentenced me to uh, go to treatment for uh, a year, 13 months. I did 13 months. And then uh, uh, from there, I moved into a sober house for another year. And, um, you know, for me, that was the help that I needed to really break those chains and, and, uh, you know, to really set the foundation for my life. I mean, I've mm-hmm. been living such an insane life for so long that it wasn't going to take just a 30-day, 60-day deal for me. Right, like, right. I really needed some some heavy intervention and to change my mentality, to change, to, to grow emotionally and spiritually mm-hmm. and, and to really just, you know, discover who I really am and and so, um, you know, that was the foundation I needed, um, you know, and I've been uh, clean and sober and just, you know, trying to continue to grow as a person. Okay. I've been married for uh, eight years. Uh, I've got two two kids, boys, uh, 15-year-old, uh, 12-year-old boys. And now uh, my wife and I have an eight-month-old daughter. And so, you know, okay. life is good. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, and so... You know, I go from from selling dope, and now I'm, yeah. I'm selling houses, and and uh, you know I've got a few businesses that I run, and you know I'm very entrepreneurially spirited. It's hard to keep me still. Like I've always got my hand in something. So, right. but just using those gifts that God's given us to you know do it for a, a positive cause, uh, you know, to make a difference in our community and to give other people hope that you know they they can experience these things too. So. Yeah, man, that's a little bit about me. I appreciate mm-hmm. you uh, having me on to share. Um, no, definitely. Yeah. So, what are so you're going through all these struggles and like you're in this dark place at a very young age? What do you think caused that? Is yeah. it because of like your the stuff that was going on in your inner family? Like, yeah. what do you think got you to that point and held you in that point for that mm-hmm. long? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So, I think you know, for a lot of people. They can, um, you know, they're, they're fortunate. They can, they can pinpoint their trauma. They mm-hmm. say, because this happened to me, I'm like this, or, or you know, I'm struggling with these habits because of this trauma. And a lot of times, you know, people can pinpoint that. Right, right. For for some of us, um, like just speaking for myself, there was so much chaos and trauma, like so much chaos that. You know, even as I've grown as a person trying to trying to pinpoint, Mm -hmm. you know, why am I the way I am? Uh, You know, it's hard to really pinpoint because there was so much of it. And you almost have to come to a place of like of healing and knowing that, you know, you can do more. You can uh, be better. You can um, heal um, even if you can't necessarily pinpoint everything, you know, but. Uh, to have a, a forward uh, mindset and mm-hmm. and really to 
to to like to to put any effort. You know, there's a lot of people that say they, they want to be better, yep. but but they don't actually take the time to like actually discover themselves or yep. talk to a counselor or you know talk to someone that can help them progress and grow. And so like that's the biggest thing I think is like you know recognizing that and then actually seeking help. Um, that that's key. So, uh, so you see, you brought up the seeking help. So, at what what point? At what point? What happened to you that made you realize and say to yourself, "I need help"? Yeah. Well, you know, when I was facing 144 months in prison, yeah, yeah. that'll have anyone <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like kind of like, dang, like this is where my life is heading. And so, I really had to like take a really, really hard look at myself and. And really, you know, I think deep down I had always wanted to make that turning point, but I, I just didn't believe in myself. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I always felt like, oh, if I walk into a church, I'm going to burn up because of all the crap that I carried. Or like right. if, uh, you know, like I'll never be able to, to do good things and just kind of stuck in that, like feeling worthless. Yeah. And, and, you know, so, yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing is just like having that turning point and then. You know, just like putting in the the effort to grow as a person and get the help that we need. I think it's it's highly uh, uh, underutilized. Uh, you know, the, the 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 programs and the services that are available to us. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, and then finding the right stuff too, because you know, it, it it can look a little bit different for some, and you know, kind of maybe need to hear it in in your own way, or you know. Uh, um, if one count, you might talk to one uh, psychologist or you might talk to one uh, counselor and, and there may not be a connection. They yeah. may not, you know, and you just can't give up. You got to just keep on going through that journey of discovery and, and OK, you know, I'm not really feeling this. Let me try another one or let me try another one. Like how committed to the process are you? You right. know, and so like for me, I've. I mean, I got a long list of counselors and yep, yep. psychologists and people that, you know, but I'm not ashamed of that because it's made me into the man I am today. And, and uh, you know, I've got an amazing wife, an amazing family, amazing things going for myself. And I would not be here if I didn't, uh, you know, take that process seriously and put right. in that effort. So. And how did you say that? So would you take anything back that happened to you? Mm. Would you take any of that back mm. if you had the choice to, or would you want to? Are you are you glad you went through those things because you mm. you had a bounce back? You know that's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how if I've been asked that. Like, I like the honest answer is like that's hard to answer because mm-hmm. like you never want anyone to have to go through the things that like I went through. Like yeah. I never want my kids to go through those things. Like when I, I have my fifteen year old and my twelve year old, I'm. I, when I look at them, I, I think about what I was uh, exposed to or what I was tra- how I right. was traumatized at, and like I can't imagine my my twelve year old, you know, drinking or smoking right. or like doing like twelve years old. Like I see like thinking about myself at that age, I'm just like man, like you never want anyone to have to go through those things. So in that sense, I say man, like. I, I wish I didn't have to go through right, those things, right? right? At the same time, you know, it's really who I am today. You know, like uh, it, it, the biggest, uh, I would say, character attribute I have is resiliency mm-hmm. and to overcome the struggles, to overcome the, um, you know, the falls, the, right. the trips, the... Um, you know, just to be resilient and persevere. Um, that's, that's just in my makeup now because of everything I've been through. And so it's a hard question to answer, no, but yeah, that's yeah. kind of the best way I think I can answer it. I don't know for some people, maybe it's more clear cut. Like they're like, oh, I got no regrets or, oh, you know, everyone kind of can answer them, that question for themselves. For me, I would say, it's kind of a two-sided coin. No, yeah. Like, I, I ask that because it's always good to, um, I wouldn't say good, but you sometimes need those hardships and bad things to happen to you to get that wake-up call and to wake up. I had one of those where I mm. just flipped a switch because I, mm. I finally got woken up from when I was 
just doing dumb shit and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think sometimes you do need maybe not as aggressive as had that you had it, mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. some people do need those type of things to sure. happen to them to mold them into a different person sure. if they're going the wrong route with things. Yeah. It, it kind of goes back to our our mess becomes our message. Exactly. You know, so it's, you know, I think that it's in our brokenness that we experience the most healing. And, and in some senses, you know, we really uh, become stronger people than, oh, and yeah. it's not, it's not like, it's not like people who don't experience those things aren't strong or like, you know, but it's just the wisdom and the, you know, from kind of being on both sides of the, the railroad tracks per se, you know, it's like the wisdom and the experience that you have and the aware, the self-awareness is really uh, the, the emotional intelligence, the, the mental mindsets really, um, you know, it, it's, it's a strength that right. not everyone can say that they have mm-hmm. so no i agree so how long have you how long did you do prison time for if you don't mind me asking yeah yeah uh so i was sentenced to a year okay yep. and then without going into details you don't have to answer this but what are some of those things that led you going in and out of jail or prison you know yeah. juvie when you were younger that, that those type yeah, of things yeah so I've got burgl- anything from burglaries, second-degree burglaries. I actually probably should have first-degree burglaries because some, mm-hmm. some places I went in, people were actually sleeping uh, inside the home. Mm-hmm. That's the first-degree, technically, but I never got caught for that. Right. Um, let's see here. Um, trafficking cocaine. I mean, DWIs. I've got assaults. I've got... Um, Honestly, it's kind of it's a laundry list. Yeah. False information to police, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, careless driving. I mean, it, right, right. and a lot of it was just, uh, you know, it, it really revolved around, you know, I, I was drinking a lot, man. And I was just, I was saucing and mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, just trying to figure my life out. And, and so once I was able to, to remove that drink from my life, things became a lot right. clearer for me. So... I was going to say, so, like, at that point, yeah. where, like, where it, was your mental? Like, you had to be going through something mm-hmm. mentally to be at that point and just to keep mm-hmm. doing those things. So, like, where was mm-hmm. your mindset at that time? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for, for like, my mentality and, and like, mental health has not, mm-hmm. not been something that's always been on my radar, actually. So, like, you know, I think I've always been... Um, uh, emotionally intelligent and kind of self-aware mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, chemically dependent aware of kind of you know the habits that mm-hmm. we get into and kind of the self-awareness around that and you know uh, mental health is something that I'm I, I don't have mental health struggles I'm, right. I'm, I'm I don't have any of that like I just you know I drink a lot but I don't I don't have mental health struggles right. like uh, almost to the point of like it might have been a little bit of pride like right, nah, right. I don't yeah, got mental yeah. health mm-hmm. struggles like nah that's how that's how yeah. it was that's how it's mainly preached to men is mm-hmm. that oh no nah, you're fine like yeah. don't like don't do that yeah yeah and so um I, it was a few years back you know I really <laughs> I said you know I, was, I remember telling my wife I'm like you know I think it I think I should go get checked mm-hmm. you know it doesn't hurt like you know I'm just thinking this and that you know just you know, I just, why, you know, my wife's like, no, you're, you're tripping, you're good, like, no, 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 and I'm like, I hear you, but, like, I just, I at least gotta go check and just talk to someone and just kind of see, you know, let them decide and mm-hmm. kind of let them, you know, tell them what I think, t- let them ask me the questions and then kind of roll with it from there, and so, right. you know, one thing I learned um, was that because of the traumas, the traumas that I went through, not only as a as a as a child and teenager, but even as a young adult, um, you know, in the in the heart of you know running around the streets, mm-hmm. drinking, drug dealing, you know, just that lifestyle. So traumas from an early age and traumas even in later in life, you know, like I, I, I look at my life and I'm like, I've got a banging wife, mm-hmm. I'm married, kids, businesses everything I, I could want. Right. Like, why 
why do I feel down sometimes? Mm-hmm. Like, why, where does that come from? Like, right. I got no reason to feel down. Like, I got a really great life, yep, you yep, know, from yep. straight up from nothing to something. Like, and like, so why do I, you know, so that's what I wanted to, to talk to a doctor about. And, and, you know, what I learned is that, um, you know, the chemical balance in our brain, yep. you know, with, um, you know, sometimes because of the traumas we go through, it damages our ability to naturally produce chemicals like serotonin, you know, yep. the happy chemicals and things like that. And so, you know, it made a lot of sense. And, um, you know, when they kind of explained it to me in this way, you know, cause I, I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I got anything, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to check and they're yep. like, well, after hearing, you know, some of what you went through, we're, this is kind of what we're thinking. And this is probably why you might be feeling down sometimes. And, and so, you know, to um, be open-minded to, you know, prescription medications yep. and, you know, it's not like, you know, um, you know, that it's a, you know, bad thing. Like I, I believe in getting the help that you need and, right. and uh, you know, you can't get healing unless you're willing to have an open mind and, you know, explore that and go on that discovery of yourself. And so that, that's kind of my journey um, as I've tapped into my mental health and, you know, I feel you asked me earlier, like my mental health, eight out of 10, mm-hmm. that was my answer because yeah. like, I know I don't have it all figured out. I know I haven't arrived by any means, but I feel pretty good, like, which is the way I live my life and, you know, balancing all the different things to keep ourselves healthy and, mm-hmm. you know, really just understanding, you know, our mindsets and how they play such a big part in, in our success and, and you know, and the, things, well, and the things to come. So. So, yeah. 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 So you seem like you're pretty big on uh, mental health. So for the people who's listening, maybe going through something, maybe going through something similar to you, what would you tell those people that's listening about mental health? What, what is your thoughts on mental health? Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, to be aware of um, the different components uh, within ourselves mm-hmm. that we really need to balance. Like it's almost like a wheel, like trying to keep the, yep. if the wheel gets dented, it's going to be limping and it's, you're not going to be able to roll with, right? So mm-hmm. like having a health, healthy wheel with, with, the, with the spokes in the rim, right? Like, so mental health is just one of those spokes. Like right. one, mental health is just one component of taking care of ourselves. And so, you know, there are other components too. our emotional health. Like, are we processing our emotions when we mm-hmm. get mad, when we get sad, when we, you know, some of those things um, and, and kind of having, you know, those regulators in place. And, you know, physically, you asked uh, physical health, you yep. know, my, it's, it's my morning routine every morning. I, I got to wake up and I got to go to the gym. It's got to be one of the first things I do with my day because mm-hmm. not only am I trying to stay in good physical health, but even just from a mental standpoint, like it helps clear the mind and get the yep. blood flowing in the body. So like physical health, emotional health, mental health and spiritual health, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's a big part of our human makeup is, uh, you know, our spirituality and, yep. and discovering that. And so, like, I would say, you know, if I was to give any advice is to, you know, don't don't put. Don't put too much focus into any one of those areas, but definitely discover each of those areas and how you can create a healthy balance for yourself as you discover who you are. Right. And since you brought up the healthy balance, so what are some things that you're doing to, you know, long day at work, long day doing all this stuff? What are you doing to wind down to, you know, give yourself a little mental break? Yeah. Good question. So really, it's it's all about how we start our day, mm-hmm. you know, and Most like, important. like getting like, you know, the the higher the calling, the the more discipline it requires. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, for me, getting up earlier, um, getting ahead of my day, right. getting things like working out in um, getting my devotions, uh, you know, praying, read my Bible, starting my day right and in, mm-hmm. in the right mind and the right spirit. And just, you know, really setting the tone for the rest of my day. When I don't have these things in place and I kind of float through my day, I feel it. It just feels right. off. I mm-hmm. just don't feel like I'm I'm whole or like I'm 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 operating at a hundred percent. And so like as I've grown, 
Um, you know, I realize how important it is for the morning routine and, and, and how we start our day. And mm-hmm. another thing I do to start the day is I, I journal and I write down every morning. I, I say affirmations to myself yep. um, and, I, and I journal three things I'm grateful for because keeping a grateful heart kind of keeps things into a perspective, not Very focusing true. on what we don't have, but just being grateful for what we do have. Mm-hmm. So important, man. So you know, and part of my journaling, I'll reflect on the day before. I'll, I'll I actually give myself a rating, um, and I'll sit. You know, give myself out of ten points. Mm-hmm. You know, how many points do, did I get on these different uh, balance balancing areas we right. talked about? Mm-hmm. And so then I can be aware of kind of where I'm at on the day to day, and kind of monitor myself on the day to day and how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, right. and so. Um, you know, that, that morning process and that journaling is super key. Now, at the end of the day, um, you know, it gets tough because, you you know, conducting several businesses and then not checking out, right? Like, I think, I think it's easy to get, like, get lost in our phones or get lost yeah. watching TV mm-hmm. and, like, not even be present. Like, I'll be in the room with my wife and, and, and I'm, like, not even there. Like, I'm somewhere else. Yeah. So, like learning to be present and learning to be you know to show up for our family and to to be the man of the house and and um you know so it takes discipline and it takes you got to tap into that that next you yep. gotta dig deep you know yep. you got to get in there and dig deep and really give you know give your family you they need you mm-hmm. and so from there um you know i'll kind of allow myself to to unwind uh and just chill, you know, it's, it's, you know, whether I am watching TV or reading a book or something, you know, right. I try to try to relax, you know, and kind of just take it easy right. kind of at the end of the night. So, so you brought up discipline and I know we're going to get to, a, I know you had to, it took you a lot of discipline to get to where you're at right now. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, sure. but so what does discipline mean to you? Yeah. Discipline is doing the hard things mm-hmm. when we don't feel like doing them. Yes, <laughs> so like, sir. I agree. Getting up early. I Man, like when I became an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm actually celebrating five years uh, this month. Congrats, man. Full, Congrats. Fully uh, entrepreneur, self-income. And so, uh, yeah, like, you know, the first couple of years, I'm like, man, I'll do what I want. Like, that's the benefit of this, right? Like, I wake up when I want and do what I want. And, you know, that's cool. It'll get you so far. But then when you're you're really trying to get to that next level, it just requires more. And that discipline to get up earlier when you don't feel like it, that's hard, dude. That's hard. It is, it is. I would say that's kind of an example Mm -hmm. of, like, just doing hard things. Like, you know, I'll, I'll work all day and uh, I got Bible study on Tuesdays and right. I don't feel like going all the time. Right. But the discipline. Right. I have a, a, a makeup in, in, in me of my spiritual health. Yep. And so getting my butt up and going right. to that Bible right, study, right. even when I don't feel like it and that and, and feeding my soul. And, uh, you know, to me, that's discipline. You know, that that would be spiritual right. discipline. So. Discipline, you know, just having discipline in the different different uh, makeups of us as as human beings. Mm-hmm. And so, just based off what I've been hearing, I can tell you found the Lord through things that happened to you. So, I want to ask you, when did you find the Lord, and yeah. how beneficial was that to you? Good, good question, man. So, I, you know, it's a little different than a lot of people, and. It's no uh, no knock at the church or nothing, but I, I, I found God in a jail cell. You know, I found God. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's how some yeah, people find him, like, man. There's it, nothing wrong it, with that at all. It, 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 it really, like, in the lowest point of my life, just desperate for hope. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I was facing 144 months in prison, you know, and, and facing that, like, man, like, you know, just trusting God. I remember just hitting my knees in my jail cell and like praying to God and trying to read my Bible like it, you know, it's, it's not for you ever, if you've never really opened it up, like it's mm-hmm. hard to compartmentalize kind of like yeah. how it's structured. And so like, I'm just trying though and trying to read it and right. really just praying it. But like, I just knew there was something spiritually happening in my life, you know, and I, I believe everyone has to have that spiritual experience mm-hmm. for themselves, you know? And so 
uh, fortunate for me, I had that spiritual experience that made me realize, dang, like God's there. He's got me and he's going to get me through this. And, and so then, you know, from there is how do we nurture that faith? Like going to church is really important to me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I may not have found God in church, but you know, going to church and being proactive in our faith. And it's like a relationship, right? Like if we don't make the time to uh, go and and talk to God or hear about God or pray to God or worship God, then what relationship do we really have? It's like with a a wife or a girlfriend or kids or like if you're absent, then then that relationship is one sided. Right. (laughs) No. Yeah. So like for me, like, you know, um, to really have those disciplines and, and, you know, go to church on Sundays. And if we're, you know, exhausted from the work, we will at least tune in from home, like Mm -hmm. faithfully, you know, some people say religiously, I say faithfully because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's faithful to us. And, you know, I I just want to be faithful to him, um, for, for that. So, yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, it's a big, big part. Um, that's kind of, um, you know, uh, it's really important to me and, you know, um, that definitely makes me who I am. Right. No, I, I get that. Yeah. So, um, so what would you say, you know, moving over to, you know, you doing real estate and self entrepreneur stuff like that. What would you say was your biggest pivot in life? Yeah, man, I would say, um, you know, not when I went through the, the, the tough time of, uh, you know, going to, going to treatment for 13 months and, you know, I, I got out, I didn't, I didn't have anything. I was biking to work. I was biking to work. I didn't have any money. I didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but going on that journey of just, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted and, and God provided some really great opportunities for me. And, and through that, uh, you know, I, I, I learned a lot and I, I was still in that process of discovering my gifts and discovering, you know, the callings that I have. And so, um, you know, I got a, a, I got a position in the car business. Actually, mm-hmm. I went from working construction. I, I was entry level car sales and I, uh, I got promoted uh, a number of times in, mm-hmm. in the sales management and, and really just had a lot of success in that. And so, um, you know, the, the, the other, um, The other kind of turning point, I guess you would say, is, uh, you know, my mom got sick. Uh, My mom was diagnosed with cancer and needed someone to be with her to take care of her. We we were trying to keep her out of the facility as as long as possible, so it required us to be at home with her. Uh, So there was a handful of us that she just always needed someone with her around the clock, and so we took turns in that, but... You know, I resigned from uh, my place of employment to help take care of her. And, you know, she had always told me, uh, you know, you're going to be the one to take care of me. And, you know, you yeah. never really know what that what that's going to what that's going to look like until it happens. And it's tough. It's hard, man. It's really hard. But, you know, that that's kind of what propelled me into uh, my entrepreneurship. Right. Of, you know, I I, uh, I started uh, a snow plowing business. I bought a truck and a plow and I was mm-hmm. like. It was just a, a piece of junk, if I'm being honest. No, right, like right. it was just, but it was something. You got to start somewhere, you know. And so, I uh, I started doing that, and then the the money I got, I, I flipped it. I got another one, I got right. another truck, another plow, and um, you know, and just kind of kept kept making moves, you know. And right, no, no, yeah. I thought to myself, when the snow melted, uh, what am I gonna do? And um, you know, a friend of mine had said, maybe check out real estate, you know, and I was like, well, yeah, that's cool, but I'm, I'm a three-time felon, like, how am I going to get into real estate, yeah. like, I've, doors barely open for me as it is, like, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I really had to go to God about that, and I really had to, um, you know, I had, to, I had credibility, you know, in the way I carried myself, the way I was living my life, and I had yeah. some really good character reference letters for some, from some um, commu- business leaders mm-hmm. in the community and stuff, and so, uh, the Department of Commerce uh, granted me my real estate license, man. And so I know yeah. I'm called. I yeah. know I'm where I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. because the doors, uh, you know, wouldn't otherwise be open. So I, uh, you know, I got into real estate and it was hard. Like, it's a really hard business to crack into. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really hard. And, um, you know, in fact, I bought a $400 Craftsman lawnmower for, for my own house that I had just bought when I was mm-hmm. in the car business. And 
I took that that riding that riding lawnmower, and my buddy had borrowed me a trailer, and I'm running around mowing lawns, just just scraping by, like forty dollar lawn yeah. took me like yeah. two hours, and after all my expenses, bro, I was making like probably taking home like twelve, thirteen bucks an hour, just scraping damn, by, damn. bro, just just grinding, man, and and so you know, I just I kept grinding, kept going, and you know, I I. Uh, just you know keep flipping it keep doing it and right. here i am today you know uh, my wife and i do pretty well for ourselves we have four businesses and um you know it, it's uh it's a lot but yeah. you know we're made for it Congrats, we uh, do our best to, to balance it and uh you know so yeah well first of all before i ask the question i, I do want to commend you because it takes like a strong ass person to go through all you go through and keep it going. So I, I respect it, and I bro. commend you a lot for that. Like for real, Appreciate it, bro. no, for real, bro. Like, cause it takes a very, a lot of people have been, a lot of people would have, that would have been their breaking point. And I like how you kept it going. And like you, like you can tell, I can tell based off what you said that how strong of an individual you are. So I respect that hundred percent. No, no doubt. But all I want to ask you is, so with your record and all that type of stuff, yeah. Were you getting hindered by all these jobs, and how mm-hmm. was that for you? Yeah, man. When even I, like even live, even trying to find a place, like were you yeah. getting hindered by all that type of stuff? Oh yeah, but like, you know, that's again where my my faith component comes in because you know, like, like I was in construction, and I believe God provided the best opportunities. Like I was an iron worker, and mm-hmm. I uh, worked on, I worked on cell phone towers. I worked as an iron worker. I worked on the Viking Stadium. Oh, I helped build that. I mean, how cool is it? Every time I drive by, that's true for my kids, and then, like damn. Dad helped build that. You know, it's pretty cool. But like, it, it wasn't. I wasn't in my calling. I wasn't operating in my gifts. You know, yeah, and yeah. so. Like, there was a couple times that I um, had, like, applied for different, uh, you know, car sales jobs or different sales jobs. And, like, one reason or another, whether it was my background or my driving record, Mm -hmm. you know, like, to drive the the cars and car sales, you got to be insurable. Right. And um, because I got, you know, three DWIs and a DUI, you know, those doors just I kept getting rejected and rejected and right. told no and like you know they leaves you kind of feeling like damn god like where are you like right. you know i'm i'm trying to do the next right thing and mm-hmm. live my life for you and you know uh, stop drinking and you know kind of do the next right thing and and you know married and taking care of my kids and just handling everything right. that is you know is my responsibility and and the doors just wouldn't open man and so you know, when I got into the car business, uh, it was really a, a door that the Lord opened for me. And, yeah. you know, we I, uh, I went through that door. And then, you know, same with the real estate, you know, I, the, the door had to be opened by the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and it was. And, you know, we got a part in that. You know, a lot of times, you know, I, I think it's got to it's got to be balanced. Like, you know, the, the Lord will open up the doors, but we also got to take action. We got to walk it out. Yes, we got to we got to uh, steward the uh, responsibilities mm-hmm. that we're given and the people in our lives. And, you know, and, and it's not going to just fall out of the sky. Like you yeah, put no. in work too, yeah, you no. know, uh, you got to plant the seeds and let the harvest grow per se. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of hard work, but, um, you know, I, I guess it hasn't always been easy to right. answer your question. Mm-hmm. It hasn't always been easy. There's been a lot of rejection, a lot of closed doors, a lot of, you know, uh, criticism, a Mm -hmm. lot of, you know, all of it, but, you know, and then because society just has, uh, you know, a certain perspective of, you know, felons and drug dealers, drunk drivers, and Mm -hmm. like, I got all those labels, but, you know, I think we've really grown a lot as a, as a society and kind of, uh, you know, when people, you just want to prove people right. Exactly. You know, like when you, when you go through a, a change and honor the change, opportunity to change that you've been given like people respect that and and you know it gives people hope like yeah that's ultimately like written on me is like i just want to give people hope that you know if i can do it like anyone anyone can do it right Mm -hmm. so so you talked about well off the off the podcast talking about you know you going and talking to schools all that type of stuff yeah yeah. so tell us what what do you do with that yeah 
Yeah, so uh, early on in my recovery, I, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to go in uh, pretty much every high school and middle school in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. I've spoke at and shared my story and, you know, talked to talk to students uh, about, uh, you know, gateway drugs. Yep, yep. Kind of, you know, for me, um, you know, smoking weed. Uh, you know, it's a it's a it's an interesting topic right now, yep. and I. You know, like what might be one person's struggle might not be another's, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I believe just like someone can social drink, there's people that can socially smoke, and right, right. you know, so I'm not I'm not looking to judge anyone or you know anything like that. Like people live their own lives, I respect that. Um, you know, for me, I think growing up, like when I started smoking that weed, I didn't I didn't think like it would be a gateway and that next thing I knew I'd become a cocaine dealer. Right, like, right, right. But like a lot of times, at least when you're younger, you find yourself at a party and your intention is to go there and smoke. Yeah. And next thing you know, a buddy in the corner, buddy in the other room's got got an eight ball and yeah. he's chopping lines for everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm 22, I've seen that. That's <laughs> right. So usually, like, so it's not so much of like, Oh, I smoked some weed, so now I want to smoke crack. Like, not so yeah. much like that, but like just even circumstantial, like, right. you know, the situations we find ourselves in. So, like, just just thought provoking, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we never want to tell other people how to live their lives, um, especially, you know, like when I've done those. I'm not going to say don't don't do drugs if I've right. done them, right? right. But right. hey. This is my experience. Like exactly. this is what I went through, and you know, take it, take what you want out of it, mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of, um, you know, form your own thoughts with it. So, so how long have you been sober for? Yeah, um, I haven't drank in over twelve years, um, and uh, April nineteenth, two thousand and twelve. Okay. So, yeah, clean and sober, and uh, just yeah, man, one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And do you ever get like? any like urges from it or you just like completely like I don't it's like not even there to me yeah of course I mean I'm human I smell weed I, it's tempting yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. I, I love the smell of weed yeah, like yeah. That, 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 you know, <laughs> some things old habits die hard they say like, yeah, yeah. you know like yeah. so like even the smell or like even you know but I, ultimately you know we have to recognize like it's one thing to be social but yep. it's another thing to escape. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when someone is, is smoking weed or drinking or like doing these things, they're trying to escape. They're trying yep. to escape reality and just like numb and just like not have to worry, not have to think, mm-hmm. not have to stress, not have to. Right. And so like identifying like those things and like, you know, just, you know, so like knowing you can't unknow like you know, things like that. So it's like, um, to like make that difference and like help other people realize like, Hey, you know, you want to smoke, you want to drink, have fun, like live your life, like, you know, party, do your thing. But at the same time, like be conscious and be self-aware. Like, is there anything you're like maybe trying to escape from that Mm -hmm. you're kind of making these choices? Because like one thing about, uh, addiction and alcoholism is it doesn't discriminate you yeah. like no nope. uh, yeah like you hear a story like mine as like you know damn this dude was born in chicago he went through all this shit and he you know was in and out of jail and prison it's mm-hmm. like that's pretty aggressive but like i know people who had amazing upbringings yep. uh, good parents in their life um all-star athletes and at a party or something they just they tried something and like legit become fully addicted mm-hmm. like Still or happens. like or they're trying to escape from some some something in their life right. that you know um and so like it doesn't discriminate it doesn't nope. you know like it and that's just something to be aware of like not saying like oh someone smokes weed they're gonna smoke crack or someone you know drinks and they're gonna become an alcoholic yeah like, right but just to have that awareness and perspective. No, I, I agree. I agree. So we talked about so we, we talked about everything on the back end. Yeah. Now let's talk about your come ups now. So let's talk about yeah. the W's you've been taking. Yeah. So so talk to us about your real estate. How's that going? Talk yeah. about tell us about your businesses. Yeah. Man, things are great, bro. Things are great. Um, you know, I've got uh 
you know, uh, a lot of great things going. Um, That's I'm uh, making more money than I've ever made in my life. And, you know, I, I uh, uh, you know, that things are good. I got, you know, I got your, your bounce back is crazy, bro. Yeah, it's, it's good. Like I said, not many people, like, so many people will break. There's an issue there. You took a one or two ways either. Some people will break or some people will keep it going. You, you yeah. went the other route. So, like I said, like, yeah. it's just so wild to me just seeing, like, you go through all that and now you're yeah. doing real estate, family man. Yeah. It's wild to me, man. Yeah. One one thing um, you know, that I've learned and it's a process of learning. Like, yeah, I'm I'm, you know, twelve years into my journey, but like I'm still learning. I'm still, yeah. you know, um as, as a country, um, you know, a lot of us spend more than we make. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, man, like you know, to learn um, how to manage, how to budget money. Yeah. How, a lot of us aren't taught those things. No. They need to teach those in schools. Oh, 100%. They need to teach that in school. 78%, this is a fact, 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. I heard about 78%, that. 78%, right? And did you know... Uh, that 80, is crazy. 80%. Yeah, so like you walk into a room, 78%, that's like eight people out of 10 yeah. are, are, are struggling. Um, and there's other factors like inflation and mm-hmm. things like that too. But a lot of it is just True. all this uh, finance marketing. When you see 0% financing, it's nothing but marketing and it's a trap. It's yeah. a trap. Stay away from it. Pay cash, you know. Mm-hmm. Leverage uh, credit, you know, if you can uh, leverage it if you can make money on your money, and you know, but but you yeah. have to be really wise and and kind of you know um, learn learn some things about it. But um, you know, but even even eighty percent, did you know eighty percent of millionaires did not inherit. Eighty percent of millionaires did not inherit. So. That's what wild. that means is, you know, and a lot of it is blue collar. A lot of people, you know, work, you know, like generation before us mm-hmm. and, you know, even even um, our generation uh, to an extent, like, you know, they they manage their money well. They put money away for retirement. They yep. invested in the real estate. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't out overspending and trying to, like, present themselves in a way that, like they have more money than they actually do. Right. Yeah, uh, they, yeah. they they manage their money. They live within their own means, and and then when it comes time to retire, they build wealth and they mm-hmm. manage their money well. And that's eighty percent of people, you know. And so, like, uh, you know, my encouragement to people is to just live within your means and you know learn your lessons and you know like so I've had to learn my lessons, yeah. you know, and and you know over the years of you know, having multiple businesses and learning things like setting budgets, learning things like living within my means. Cause mm-hmm. it's easy. The more money, and it's slippery, it's true, the more yeah. money you make, the more you want to spend. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. man, like, but, uh, you know, things are really good. Um, really grateful, really blessed. And, uh, yeah, I just want to, uh, give that encouragement to others. No, I feel that. So what is, I ask this question almost every single podcast to, what is one or some of the greatest advice someone has ever told you? Um, the first thing that comes to mind, and like I've got, I've got uh, a handful of things mm-hmm. that I think I've learned over the years. But like um, one thing that comes to mind for me is uh, is that if we if we don't make more room for God, then we are subject to lose what we have mm-hmm. and this this is what i mean so like um you know i would say like there's been seasons in my life where i prioritize god more than other seasons in my life right, right? like it's really easy for me sometimes to mm-hmm. even like let my businesses become oh, yeah. the driver or you know and it's like man for me if i'm not keeping god number one I'm subject to lose it all and like and growing in that relationship Mm -hmm. um, because like I said earlier, like if we're not growing and like a lot of us, it's real easy to fall into just being comfortable. I'm complacent. 
And so like for me, um, you know, in recent years, that was a piece of advice for me, you know, just because it's all good. It's all great. But like, you know, I, I go through some hard seasons as well. Like, you know, marriage is is something, you know, like I, my, my dad wasn't in the picture. No one ever taught me how to be a husband and mm-hmm. how to serve my wife and how to love my wife. And, you know, so it's like some seasons are re- there's a lot of learning happening right, right. and like you know um you know having that spiritual discipline and and so like just growing in my relationship with god and not staying complacent because you know i could easily lose everything i have i feel that so i'm gonna leave it off with this so what i want you to leave the people with something that you think they would hold on to man i would say like don't ever let no one tell you you can't do something Mm -hmm. and uh you know let let the haters hate let it fuel you um let the critics fuel you let anyone who's who says you're worthless you're any you know this or that like let it fuel you um and like you can do anything that you put your mind to you trust god you put in the work and uh great things will happen so um you know uh the calling is a calling. It you know wasn't necessarily a yep. com- conference call, right? So mm-hmm. like, yep. don't pay attention to what anyone else thinks. Like, go after it, do it, takes risk, uh, but be resilient. And uh, you know, um, yeah, like, like it, that, you can bro. do anything that you set your mind to, man. Like, like legit, like mindset. Mindset is everything. So I, I like that. I like that. Well, that's it for me. If you want to leave anything off for the people, any shout outs, you can shout out your real estate and all yeah, that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Integrity Dream Home powered by EXP Realty. Uh, that's my real estate team. Um, I own uh, a snow plowing business, Sand of All Services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I founded a networking group, Fuel to Fly. We meet once a month, second Saturday of each month. Uh, and, uh, you know, my wife owns, uh, our home staging business, Saved by Grace Home Staging and Design. Yeah, bro, you're going and, crazy, uh, bro. Yeah, bro. We, <laughs> we, going we, crazy. we go hard, man. No, we're we're crazy. true entrepreneurs, bro. We can't just do one thing. Yeah, we bro, you're going like crazy, bro. Thing, you know? I respect it. So, yeah, man. Um, you know, I appreciate, uh, you know, anyone who's, uh, sewn into me as a man, as a leader, as a, as a father, as a, just, you know, I've got, uh, and, and, and one thing I'll say is like, I'm a big believer in coaching, you know, yep. when it comes to, um, getting some coaching, uh, as a man, getting coaching in our faith, getting coaching in business, you know, industry specific usually is the best kind of coaching. Um, and so like coaching is a big deal with money, managing mm-hmm. our money and budgeting. There's coaches for that. Like, and it is an investment, but it, it it really is worth every bit of it. And, um, and so, yeah, be coachable. Yep. Um, learn your lessons. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you for having me. Thank I you. I appreciate you coming coming this way, bro, especially out your busy schedule. I really do appreciate that. Absolutely, coming bro. Through. Much love, man. So you as well, bro. Man, this is the Walk It, Talk It podcast. Make sure you walk it like you talk it. I'm Xavier Walker, and I'm out.